Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're going to be taking you through the gates of hell tonight ah. with two stories of places where you can pass over and meet El Diablo. It is funny, before we get into the stories, because mm -hmm. we each have our own, Yeah. Um, what is to be gained? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why would you want this? There, I, My... don't know, I don't know how yours is presented. Mine is very much presented as like, if you follow these steps, yeah. you can get to hell. Mine is actually very Gates of Hell light. That is okay. but a tiny piece of the story, it turns out. Okay. Almost nothing. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Um. So there's not a whole lot of detail on what happens when you accomplish whatever you've set out to accomplish here. Nor in mine. Yeah. I think a big part of this story, at least for my my segment of it, is like, well, no one knows what happens beyond a certain point. Because uh -huh. like, otherwise you'd be in hell. Right, exactly. But I keep thinking like, what, what the hubris of man. Yeah. To be like, well, yeah, I'll just be welcomed into the gates of hell. Right. What do you think you're going to get a conference with the devil? Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of the implication is that if you've gone this way and you've or gone all this way and like done the things that need to be done to pass through the gates, then you've earned it. But I assume. I guess, but what you've earned is going to the one place right. that no one wants to go. Yeah, but if you're, you know, a devilish sort, I guess. maybe that's the one place you do want to is go. Is Old Scratch impressed? Yes, I think so. I think he's like, so you found me. <laughs> I can and here only I imagine. Am. Yeah. Ask your questions three, yeah. realm traveler. It's crazy. It is crazy. I found a secret to get to hell. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to use it. So don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a warning. Like, yeah. 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 It should be like a service. Like you found the gates to hell. So now you can like keep other people from happening upon them. Don't go down that path. Well, that definitely is like a question I have about mine. So I'm going to talk. We're, we're both telling tales of gateways to hell. Um, and mine is in something called Spider Gate Cemetery in Massachusetts. Great name. Great name. Um, but the hell thing, like I said, it's just a very gentle part of it that I'll touch on at the beginning since that's ostensibly the topic of the show. So it has its name because it has these wrought iron gates at the front that it's they look like spiders, kind of. It's just like a center ball and then little spindles that are oh. wiggly coming off of it, basically. Okay. Um, and so people say that it's the eighth gate of hell. And there are a couple of questions that spring from that. What are the other seven? I have an answer for you. Oh, perfect. Kristen, my topic later in the episode is yeah. the seven gates of hell. Perfect. Well, guess what? Spidergate Cemetery is the eighth. That's crazy. So I'll have a yeah. prequel to your yes. story right now. Yes. Unplanned. Perfection. Un unprecedented. That is bonkers. Yeah, that actually is really good. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess Will tell us about the other seven. And so there are two stories about passing through and getting to hell. Either you just pass through these gates and you've accomplished passing through the eighth gate to hell, which would kind of suggest that, like, if all it is is just passing through these gates, like, everyone's at risk here. Oh, sure. Like, we're all passing through hell if you just happen to pass through these gates. But, and, or, there's a story that I didn't see elaborated on that there are eight gates within the cemetery. There are other gates. And if you've hit all of those gates, then I guess in a poof, the devil will be like, you found me or whatever. There really is. So like I'm presently playing a lot of the Legend of Zelda games. Uh -huh. I've been playing through. I, I played through like six of them in the last like month and a half. Yeah. And there are a lot of puzzles in that game that are just like, oh, if you stand here, then stand there, then stand here, then stand there. A doorway appears. Uh-huh. 
and this is very much the same thing. Like yeah. the devil's just waiting. He's yeah, like, you hit these marks. Exactly. And then like, he'll be ready for you. Oh, you screwed up. You have to start over. Right. If you want to have a conference with me. Yeah, I'll be waiting and like filing long daggery nails. Exactly. Yeah. Harvey yeah. Keitel and little yeah. Nikki. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sitting back and waiting. Start again. Remember, I think it was on this show. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You were like, what was that movie with Harvey Keitel where he played the devil and he had like a son who was disappointed in? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think that rings a bell. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little Nicky. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember being very proud of myself because I really took you down the primrose path yeah, so of like, what for like casting a for the devil? Harvey yeah. Keitel. I mean, yes. I don't remember what it was, but I can and like picture wrong. it. It's really good. Yeah. And then his son is like, yeah, he really screwed up. It's Adam Sandler. My brother Cassius hit me yeah. in the face with a shovel. Oh my god! Really impressed with my joke work there. It was a very, very joke good joke. Craft, yes, beautiful joke craft. Well, there's something in these uh, the Spidergate Cemetery that is somewhat like you saying, like hit this, hit that, whatever. Um, it just reminds me of the imagery, even though there doesn't seem to be a process like that. When you walk a little while into the cemetery, they say that there's a big patch of dead grass that has these blocks of cement marking all the corners. And they say that this is where a satanic house of worship once stood called the altar. <laughs> Nothing will grow there Ooh. now that it's died. I love that. So I wonder if there could be any kind of story where it's like, if you hit these cemetery, if there's blocks on the sides, like in a certain order or something like that, like maybe El Diablo springs from the middle. Four Just blocks? Yeah, it's like it said that there are cement blocks on each corner of the square patch of grass that's dead. There are only so many different ways you can hit them. Well, you, you know. can just scientifically work through all the options. You absolutely could. Poof. All right. You found me. Well, you've already made it through the gates at that point. So that's also been an obstacle to oh, you for I some reason. Okay. And now you go in and maybe you hit those blocks like you have to do in Zelda or whatever. Look, Will, I don't know how the devil works. I've got no time for him. I'm a god girl. I'm mysterious. Yeah. He works in mysterious ways. I'm a regular ways. bad boy. That's right. No big. So um, so there is also a non-Hellgate story behind the gates of Spider-Gate Cemetery. So there is a legend that there was a kid who hung himself from a tree that you can still see in the cemetery. They said if you walk in, it's right to the left in 1943. And they said that the kid was an artist and he was Greek and that his family donated the gates to the cemetery um, where he was buried in hopes that the story of Arachne from Greek mythology... So related to spiders, yeah. um, would that the gates symbolize would help bring him back to them. And the story is that Arachne was one hell of a weaver and that her skills rivaled even Athena's. I didn't know that weaving stuff was such a big part of Athena's story, who's no. like a she's like a Greek, you know, goddess heavy yeah, in those yeah. stories. And so Arachne challenged Athena to a weaving contest. Um, Arachne beat Athena. Oh. Athena was a big baby and a sore loser about it. So she ruined her tapestry and damned her to a life of guilt over having beaten the goddess Athena. A life of guilt is, um, yes. is like so heavy. Absolutely. It's creative specific. in a really miserable way. Yes, absolutely. Not a life of suffering. Mm -hmm. A life of guilt. Not damnation, a life of guilt. Right. So... I guess Arachne thought the same thing. She didn't like the prospect of that. So she hung and killed herself. Oh. And then Athena felt guilty and up coming back around and decided to bring Arachne back to life as a spider so she could weave forever. 
Oh, boy. Which doesn't seem like a big reward or being like, I feel sorry. I'll fix this. And then you turn them into a teeny animal? Right. It feels, it feels like a monkey's paw thing. Yeah. You'll get to weave as much as you want. Right, exactly. So as Athena, a spider. Athena is still being backhanded and petty as far as I'm concerned. I right. don't find this a victorious story. Oh, I played God but, of War. I know what's up. Yeah, you know the deal. So apparently this kid's family did find that story hopeful, I guess, in the idea of him coming back and maybe weaving related to him being an artistic kid. Yeah. And so the story is that they put those gates there in the hopes that it would kind of like stir something up. Um, I think it's doesn't really fully apply one to one to the situation. No, but conceptually, then, it's kind of nice. There's an element of yeah. living on, mm-hmm. um, um, even if it's just through the 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 stories that are told. Right. You know, I should say, I'm the way I've structured this is kind of the reasons that they say that this this cemetery is sure. haunted, and then the reasons it seems like it's definitely not. <laughs> I think everything I'm about to tell you is bunk. There right. seems to be no truth to that story whatsoever. Okay. Um, and so even so, like, yeah, there is a, a coming back, but it's also like a very conditional coming back that I don't think even, you know, if we live in the reality that this is a story where the parents really did this or whatever. Sure. Still, you know, it's a nice thought there, but it's not quite there. Like, we want him to rise again, but related to a story where somebody brings him back in kind of like a weird petty way like it's, right. not, it's not quite right well i guess but you could also say that like the way that greek myths work is it's all about explaining the world around you and mm-hmm. so that really is an origin story for spiders yeah which are timeless right. spiders are as evolved as you and me right now mm-hmm. um and so there's something that is actually kind of poetically interesting in that that maybe she you know, didn't well, literally live on as that one little spider but mm-hmm. spider kind mm-hmm. has flourished huh maybe you're right we all live on maybe that is even nice. if it's not literally will rogers yeah the, the family lineage kind of thing would carry on hmm i suppose so but still it seems like she was made to be that exact spider well, yeah, but I, I mean, gu- but that's guess... where it's, like, metaphorical. Yeah, but, so you're saying, like, Arachne is, like, all spiders? Yeah, she's the this? mother of all spiders, I guess. I mean, I, I haven't guess. studied Greek mythology. I, yeah. I read a few Greek mythology books as a kid, and I liked them. I know, I loved I dropped Greek out of a Greek books. class, and they told me that I had the perfect accent, and she was very sorry to see me go. What? That's true. I was waiting for a different class to open up. Uh-huh. So I had to sign up for a class, when I was, and I was going to learn Greek. Yeah. And I went for one day, and we had to do the accents, and the teacher goes... Wow. Like we had to do the Greek alphabet. She talked to us in, in the first day. And she yeah. Goes, that was your Greek accent is more spot on for. Have you spoken Greek? Do you know any Greek? And I was like, no, I don't know any Greek. And she was like, that was better than any like first day student I've ever. And I left the class because the real thing I wanted opened up. Crazy. Who knows what I might have been? I know. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm just that good a mimic. Yeah, I suppose. so. <laughs> Watch right. out, Dana Carvey. Yeah. But, like, I like Greek mythology, and I think that a lot of that is about explaining the natural world around you. Yeah, but it, totally. if you consider it literal mm-hmm. and one-to-one, it obviously doesn't hold up under scrutiny. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it obviously it doesn't hold up under scrutiny one-to-one. But as far, even as far as, like, the way that it symbolically represents this kid in this fake story, I just think it's a loose urban legend to weave, I guess. shall we say. It doesn't yeah. really work for me. Okay. Like, why would that happen? I, I can see that, too. That's yeah. what I mean. It's just like, what? Yeah. Um... So that's why they say those gates are, you know, the spider gates. There is also, okay, I really like this because there's like a kind of activity that I imagine people kind of daring each other to do. There is a grave if you walk into the cemetery. Um, It's the grave of Earl Marmaduke. 
and all around it. So, you know, you can picture a grave and there's grass around a grave. This one is just like kind of cleared in a circular pattern because the story and the legend is, is that if you walk around the gravestone 10 times, so the grass has been worn away um, 10 times at night, imploring Marmaduke, speak to me. And then you kneel down and put your ear to the grave. He will speak. So tons of people have said that they've heard moaning when they put, when they put their ear to the gravestone and remember that. Is that speaking? Moaning? No. No. But I guess it's him communicating. Oh, my baby's first word was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so smart. You know? Also, I feel like there's a Marmaduke joke to be made there about the dog. I was really it's the trying dog to find barking. One. I know. Yeah. I couldn't quite come up with anything. It's, it's tough. It's easier to see Marmaduke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just look in the Sunday funnies. Why are you pacing around in the cemetery? Maybe it's actually worn clean, not from the people marching around, but Marmaduke mm. galloping around the grave of oh, his yeah, namesake. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, dogs spin in circles before they lie down. That's true. Mm. Final resting place. Um, so there's also the legend of a secret cave on the cemetery grounds where they say the body of a girl was once found. But there's actually no cave on the grounds at all. And there's no record of a girl, like going missing from that area whatsoever so that just seems totally made up except that it might be an adaptation of something that did really happen and a spookifying it because a few miles away there is a small cave that was used as a root cellar where there was a young boy who was killed in the early 1980s Mm. so i guess that kind of like merged with the legends of the nearby cemetery and also i could be wrong but i feel like the 80s is like a ripe time for making up urban legends and kind of maybe it's because i was a child in the 80s so i learned about this stuff then but it seems to me i can picture kids like in 80s clothes being like yeah and there's a cave where there was a girl who was found on these grounds or whatever yeah i wonder what that is because i agree with you Mm -hmm. but it might just be that we associate that approximate time with us being kids although i was like when we learned that i was technically alive in the 80s but it's not Mm -hmm. like i have real memories of it yeah Um, but like it was also one of the most recent times in history where things could only travel by rumor and there was no internet. Yes. That's a very good point. You're you right. Know, it was like bumping right up against the time where the internet came After about. that, everything was different. Yeah. The way that rumors grew was completely changed. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, and then a short one is that there's a legend that there's a nearby river that's actually the river Styx <laughs> that takes you to hell. <laughs> so I learned about this from an article on try to scare.me, which we talked about on the show before. It's one of those sites where like people talk about kind of local haunting places and then they can leave them reviews like hauntedplaces.org that you've looked at. And so I pulled a few of people's reviews of this area to share with you guys because I love them. Um, I've taken out like a couple of sentences from some of them where it was just repetitive or whatever for zippiness for the show. But you can go visit them on trytoscare.me. So this is from ghostma04. The first time I ever went, I felt a pressure on my chest as if someone was giving me a bear hug inside or sitting on my chest, and my friend felt the same thing. The feeling disappeared as soon as we got a ways away from the cemetery. It just stopped as fast as it started. I did get a few great pictures out of thousands taken, and they are so amazing. I think this is a fascinating place to go to, and I love it and respect it 100% as it is used to this day 
as it is a used to this day resting place for souls. May they all rest in peace and I thank them for the pictures. Smiley face. Oh, that's nice. I was told to never drink from the lake there or the negative would follow me and I would need help from a witch or warlock to get it away from me. If the pond part is true or not, I DK, but I know from experience and for a fact that the land, not just the cemetery, is really haunted. Smiley face. <laughs> what? I really enjoyed that. I know. Not that I can get answers, but I got a few follow-up questions. Yep. Hit me. I, I don't need to be warned not to drink from a lake. That's Why a, do you? That's a very good point. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a very that good point. never occur to me to slurp, slurp, take a sip from a, a, a lake, a pond, or a puddle. I mean, aren't there outdoorsmen <laughs> who carry around like a lake filtration system or whatever for just this reason? Yeah, but- I feel like that's if you're on like a major hike. Yeah, that's if you're on, like, a major hike. Yeah. Like, I'm not just, like, visiting a place and then, like, all right, well, we, we may Let as me. well start heading home. Yeah. <laughs> or sampling <sighs> the goods. Get in the truck. Partaking of the local libations. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> I agree. But I and like that a witch or a warlock, you have to find them and they'll undo it for you. I know. And it implies that there are, like, witch and warlock yeah. services. Like, hi, I'm Bob Warlock. Yeah, absolutely. You'll need to get help from a witch or a warlock. Yeah, Willie Warlock here. Yeah. What can I do for you? Oh, you took a sip from that pond? All right, just another day at the office. A kindred soul. Um, yeah. I got your back. <laughs> I don't go anywhere without my sipping spoon. Yeah. What, are you dipping your face in the lake, or are you, like, cupping your hands? I think what if you see something in your hands? Ew, you just don't look. You don't, you just look. don't look. You just go for it? I think you have to. A straw? Is that why they sell those metal straws now? Oh, so that you can slurp up any ponder puddle you happen to wander past i kind of think it there are filtration straws but like for that are. reason there definitely yeah. are no thanks what do they filter out good <laughs> like i've demon. got my dasani with me <laughs> exactly do those filtration things do they filter out like evil activity i don't think so that's when you go to the witcher warlock so wouldn't it matter if you if you were taking a sip from the filter oh, thing is what i'm saying but i'm saying that people who like that might be an excuse for somebody to be drinking from the pond because they're like, oh, I have my filter thing, but it's not going to protect them from the witcher warlock stuff. Right. I wonder if it's a thing to have like blessed dinnerware. You know what I mean? To like, because like if you stab someone with a fork yeah. to bring it to your mouth, you could stab it with like holy prongs that make sure the food is cleansed. Maybe. That might be a thing, right? It could be. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I know that like for people who keep kosher kitchens i know sometimes there's like two sinks i think okay yeah um so i wonder if not blessed but maybe it's a cousin of that like maybe there are like special to make sure that it's up to code maybe yeah yeah yeah. Okay. i don't know um okay so there's another testimonial so jonathan a said my father was the landscaper for the cemetery for many many years i used to work with him and have been to the cemetery hundreds of times i've seen things and experienced uh I think it means things there that can't be explained stuff. I don't even want to talk about. So not much of anything, but I liked that. It was like an insider review, an insider review where they basically volunteer being like, I don't want to talk about it. Right. But, but it is legit. Yeah. I like the idea of the caretaker's son visiting the website for spider gate cemetery on like, try to scare me dot or try to scare dot me or whatever. It's fun. Yeah. So Michael J. Colette says, back in the late 80s, a bunch of us went to Spider Gates. It was about 9.30 or 10 at night, full moon and oddly dark. Lit a small fire and I looked up at the sky and saw a star twinkling. So I said, starlight, star bright. 
first star I see tonight, I wish I may, I wish I might see the boogeyman tonight. Whoa! Well, I was leaning against a stone wall, and suddenly everyone else started freaking out, as well as screaming. They pointed at me, and I turned around. I saw a person on a motorcycle, and he was pointing at me. We all freaked. No noise from the motorcycle, and he didn't say jack. We covered the fire and ran to the car. I felt like I was tripped, like I was tripped, and the motorcycle kept driving towards me. I got up as fast as I could and jumped in the car. As soon as we hit pavement, the motorcycle vanished, and so did the specter. I've never forgotten that night, and I'm sure my friends that were with me haven't either. The weirdest part. But they part, don't talk to me anymore. No, we. They <laughs> may never know. We've lost touch. Yeah. Uh, the weirdest part was that no noise from an engine was heard. What a spooky tale. Um, I wish I would. I wish I might see a boogeyman tonight. I just got to chill. If that isn't a prayer, right? Yeah, you're right. Called up a prayer. But Chris, I'm a little scared. Maybe we should stop talking about this. Maybe we should go inside. That's or- so something that like never happened. It's like incredible. What an incredible tale. So he's hanging I'm- out with his friends. Says that full poem. Yeah. Every- what, everyone just stopped Looking talking Looking up at the starlight. Listen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe he was like the boss of his friend group until this. And then they were like, oh, man, like Michael is like, basically, Michael has jumped the shark. You got to demote Michael. Maybe that maybe that's why he's, you know, he's sure they haven't forgotten it. But he's not like 100 percent sure. I wish I may. I wish I might see the boogeyman tonight with such a surprise ending. I can't believe it. And I expect you just going, here I am. (laughs) Nope. A motorcycle man appeared and is pointing at him. And it all went fine. They they ran away. He fell as though he was tripped. He got in the car, and just as they're driving away, the motorcycle disappeared. That's Mo- Spidergate Cemetery for you. There you go. Modern depictions of monsters mm-hmm. when they're on like motorcycles or have like leather jackets or sunglasses or something. Yeah. Like a Dracula that's cool and modern. Yeah. Always stinks. I don't like the idea of a boogeyman on a hog. No, me neither. Yeah, why do we have to like badassify these specters? Like they don't need to have like a black Chevy. Yeah. Or a motorcycle. It's real weird. Black pickup truck. Maybe Stephen King. Yeah, totally. I was, as I was saying it, I was picturing like Stephen Call King. Call you like a hepcat or ask yeah. if you want a boogie tonight. <laughs> yeah, bang on the jukebox until it works again. It's so funny that those things are in all Before those. Before they get you. In all those scary stories that have terrified people for generations. It's a classic, like a 50s greaser who's a ghost. I know. He loves it. I know. He loves it. Guess what? I guess we all do. I guess. Um, the last one of the testimonials from the site in the affirmative that I'm going to leave with is I don't even have to say it verbatim. I just found this kind of charming. Somebody named Marlene told a story of driving by Spidergate Cemetery and somebody threw a wine bottle out the back of another car and hit somebody who they were with in the car on the forehead and she was bleeding uh. and then went to the hospital and she said, quote, honest to God, there was a cut cross bleeding from her forehead. So she was saying that there was a, a where she got hit was in the shape of a cross that was creepy or whatever. Uh. Here's the thing. Somebody wrote back and said, that girl is my aunt. How crazy. So again, I like the idea of these locals converging. Everybody's checking out the website for Spidergate yeah. Cemetery yeah. and making connections. So I think that Marlene was probably telling a story from a long time ago. And Sammy saw that. And it's a story of her aunt as a younger girl. We should post. It's so fun. We should post on the local Facebook page mm-hmm. asking, is there a lot of people who have been in town forever? Yeah. Are there any spooky stories, urban legends about the town? Yes. Right? Yes, we should. Yeah. For sure. Um fascinating stir up some real trouble no absolutely that yeah, facebook no. page is wild i don't know if everybody, everybody's local facebook pages are wild but i'm from highland park nj it gets pretty spicy That's wild 
<laughs> so here's some counterpoints to the whole idea of all of this, basically. Right. So people on try to scare dot me have also left a lot of reviews saying this is all totally made up. I don't know what you're talking about. This is like a beautiful cemetery and just none of this is true. And please stop making up stories about this place. That's like you should be more respectful to it, basically. Somebody commented and said, quote, live nearby my whole life. Nothing is haunted about the cemetery. The moans you'll hear at night are the 50 to 75 cows mooing that live in the pasture about a quarter mile through the woods. Their mooing at night echoes through the woods by the cemetery. So That's maybe cute. people are circling around the Marmaduke thing, putting their ear to the thing, and they're just hearing the sounds of distant moos, <laughs> but interpreting them as Marmaduke talking. Oh, that was Archibald Marmaduke or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, there's also a blog about, or like a blog post about Spidergate Cemetery from newenglandfolklore.blogspot.com, written by Peter, who's the owner of it. And he said that the gates in front that people are calling Spidergates are meant to look like suns, and oh. that... They don't super look like suns, but they frankly don't really look like spiders either. Because it's not like they even have just eight legs. You know what I mean? Which yeah. it, it didn't even occur to me. Like, it is a center kind of like circle or ball thing with thin things coming off it. So it is reminiscent of a spider. But I was like, yeah, that's true. It's really not like explicitly spiders, Spidery. you know? Yeah. So you can see where somebody would just make this up who's maybe like a kid. Sure. Like, it's a spider. Spider gate. Yeah, spider gate. And he also has a really fun anecdote that I'm going to leave with. Great. So Peter said that he was talking to a friend about Spider Gate Cemetery, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Um, I was taken there for, like, a secret society initiation when I was in college. Whoa. So he said, his friend said, he went to a college not far from Spider Gate Cemetery, and the seniors at the college had a secret society that I don't know anything else about. But based on the story, it seems like they kind of like were conscious of the fact that this is like a little dorky. He said that like the cops were even aware that they would go do this in the cemetery. And they're just like, just like dorky kids. It's like yeah, not yeah. a thing or whatever. But he said the way that it worked was that the seniors in the society would dress in black robes, then silently tap one of the juniors on the shoulder. And that's a signal that they want you to do this initiation into the secret society. And what it would be is that they would go to Spidergate Cemetery in the winter at night and they would have to find the gravestone of one of the founders of the college hmm. and just like find it or whatever and that the seniors who are already in the secret society would just be silently standing by watching all in black hooded robes so peter said i wonder if some of the rumors about there being like a whole satanic thing going oh, on yeah. was maybe people and i like i like this idea he said not only maybe people saw them in the cemetery but maybe people saw these people in hooded robes coming from or going to the cemetery yeah, which i like because it's just so commonplace you have to like drive there yeah you gotta like, drive there you walk gotta walk in in so people could have just seen something as simple as that that doesn't necessarily they don't feel like they're doing something so sinister because they know what the deal is but you see like a bunch of hooded robed people walking into a cemetery you could be like ah, a cult yeah. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. that's so very just, interesting it's fun thinking about how those kinds of rumors start and evolve i love that there's also yeah. a fun bit of like there's like a mundaneness to mm -hmm. it a little bit as well which yeah. is like a bunch of kids like Totally. Did you get your robe? Yeah, exactly. The whole planning of it is very funny to me. Like, do we have enough this year? Yeah, like, it's yeah, fascinating. To order another one. Yeah, and then just being yeah. like, Shh, no, no, shut up, shut up. We're not supposed to talk. Shh. Yeah. Shh. Yeah, just like normal people. To the grave. Yeah. Totally. That's wonderful. I know. Spidergate Cemetery. Spidergate Cemetery. Well, if that's the eighth. More cemetery, less gate. But, True. Well, yeah. I've got tons of gates for okay, you. Okay, perfect. Yours was the eighth gate to hell. Yep. I'm going to talk about the first seven. 
Excellent. Um, this is the story of the Seven Gates of Hell, which are located supposedly mm-hmm. in Hellum Township, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I've done some research into this. Uh, this first thing I'm going to read for you is the mm-hmm. most flowery piece of information that I think kind of um, will set a tone. Yeah. I will tell you that um, essentially the bare bones story is that if you travel through the seven gates in the proper order, mm-hmm. you can get to hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again. Finally. For what benefit? I am unsure. Yeah. But this is a, a fast and easy way to do it. Yeah. There's got to be a better way. There has to be. So this first thing I'm going to read to you is from the Big Book of Pennsylvania Ghost Stories. Cool. I'll have links to, to that and all other sources and stuff in the show notes. Excellent. Here's a quote from this book. Helm did not start out so innocently about Helm Township. Originally, the town was, was named Helltown Ooh. when the township was created in 1730. Just outside the edge of the original settlement was a sulfur pit, and people seeing the boiling brimstone immediately thought of hell. <laughs> the name was changed through a bureaucratic typo when a clerk wrote it down wrong, and the name stuck. Hellum. That's Hellum. amazing. Is it anywhere near Centralia? I don't know. Because the idea of like, you know, sulfur pits and like smoke and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We should like talk money. about that on this show. Yes, you're right. We haven't talked about it before. We've dealt with Centralia in mm-hmm. our in our dark past. That's right. Um, now, here's the thing. I tried to corroborate this claim. Okay. Um, you know. According to a, a, like Wikipedia and a lot of other places, uh, Hellum mm-hmm. was originally Hallam, H-A-L-L-A-M. Okay. Uh, and even that came from a place called Hallamshire in England. Okay. So, so a little bit less badass and hellfiery, but but perhaps more true. Exactly. Yeah. But this book, this uh, the big book of Pennsylvania ghost stories, really is telling like really intriguing stories that are written to like tantalize and terrify. Yeah. Every other source that I've got is far more mundane. Okay. And um, I think some of it, maybe it's embellished, maybe it's for the sake of entertainment, mm-hmm. whatever. But I really enjoyed reading the excerpts from this yeah. book, which go on to describe... Uh, that uh, as you approach the first gate, uh, you feel you you're you have this overwhelming feeling that you should turn back. You know what? I think there was another cemetery that I told a story about. And I can't remember which one it was. Stall. I don't. I don't. Was this install the stairs that you go down? Oh, I don't know if that was installed. I think it was a different one than stall. But I think there was a thing where you go down these stairs that lead to hell, and at like one point you have an overwhelming feeling of t- wanting to turn back. But if you go past that point, then you're basically you feel like there's like a gravitational pull, like pulling you down. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So here you have the feeling like I, maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. If you take that leap, mm-hmm. you go through the first gate, go through all the subsequent subsequent gates, and the feeling of impending danger only grows with each passing gate until, quote, only the foolhardy make it to the fifth gate. What happens beyond that gate <laughs> is anyone's guess. Yeah. Nobody has ever returned after having walked through the fifth gate. Where do they go? What happens? <laughs> But what of their bod? Good question. Also, there are said to be seven gates. Yeah. 
Why do they think that? Yeah, like there's no Maybe confirmation. Maybe there are only five and the fifth is the last game. Right, right. No one ever comes back from yeah, it. Yeah, totally. But supposedly the story goes per the big book of Pennsylvania ghost stories that uh, supposedly if you go through all seven gates, you're going to find the doorway to hell in the ruins of an old asylum. Okay. An old mental asylum off in the woods. Okay. So here's a little bit more about that. Yeah. Now, almost everything I've got from here on is from the York Daily Record, mm-hmm. which is like a That's local... my favorite daily record. <laughs> the York. I love the York. I think it's a. I think it's like York District of, of Pennsylvania or okay. something like that. So it's like a very local mm-hmm. uh, 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 online paper. I don't know if it's a print paper. Cool. But so they've, they've got multiple stories about the seven gates to hell. Uh, and they say this, somewhere... On Toad Road. Ooh, love that. In Hellam Township, Pennsylvania, there are a series of seven gates, which, if entered correctly, will lead to hell. (laughs) There are two versions of this story. Version one. There was once an insane asylum built far out into the woods. Mm -hmm. It was built so far that one night when it caught fire... The fire trucks couldn't get there in time. This is very similar to the story of um, Sweet Hollow Road and Mount Mary Road. Remember in that story, there was the idea of of like a mental asylum that was far in the woods and that somebody there set it on fire or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if this is like a trope that isn't super common, but somewhat common. Maybe. You know, I mean, even this is like, so the the place catches on fire. Mm -hmm. Help can't come. Right. Some of the the patients from the insane asylum get out. Yeah, it's like the same story. That's, that's, we covered that in an episode. I'm not sure when it was, but you can look for Mount Mary and Sweet Hollow Road, I think is what the like title is. And even that harkens to like, that's very reminiscent of Halloween. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, the patients are out. Yeah, Donald Pleasant's mm-hmm. driving around in the dark in the rain and they just see the white, yep. like, like hospital gowns that the yeah. patients wear and stuff. I, I feel like this might just be sort of like a classical yeah. story that frankly probably demonizes the mentally ill. Totally, it does. But yeah. it's like classic horror yeah. imagery to be like, you know, even Frankenstein, mm-hmm. he had an abnormal brain. Yeah. Right? Like, it's so scary, the idea of this insane asylum. And the yeah, patients totally. Getting loose. But it's funny to hear of two that are set in the woods that yeah. both caught fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the patients get out, but they find themselves trapped within the seven gates mm-hmm. that surround the property. Oh. Legend has it. They still haunt these gates oh. to this very day, Kristen. Boy. Second story. There was a local doctor who built gate one. At the entrance to his property. Supposedly, he built more beyond that one. And something mysterious lies waiting for you at the end of the path. Mm. The entrance to hell. God. But I do like the idea that implies there's some sort of like an adventure to be yeah, had almost. right, right. It's very interesting. Right. It's Ready Player um, One. Yeah. Uh, and then here is... Uh, uh, here's... here's <sighs> Okay. Here's from another story. This sort of embellishes the story, and then I'm going to get into some of the truth. Okay. So, uh, again, from the York Daily Record, different story. Uh, the legend persists, there's a quote, because years ago, a gate near, not Toad Road, there is no Toad Road. Oh, okay. Near Trout Run Road. Okay. Was dubbed the first gate in the seven gates of hell. The remaining six gates, which you can't see, are said to be invisible. Oh. So... Well, that's tough. That complicates matters. Yeah, absolutely. Quite a bit. Good luck finding them. I know. Good luck finding the first. It's been yeah. torn down. Yeah. 
It's not there well, anymore. Maybe it's good that all these kind of safeguards are in place. Maybe. So none of us are stumbling into hell. Yeah. Because I guess, I guess so. you could conceivably just be hitting all these things by accident and then yeah. you're face to face with yeah. old Scratch. Old Scratch himself. Yeah. Hello. It's me. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, here's some of the truth. Uh, Gary Dudery, <laughs> a former York County newspaper man. Ah, Love that. As a yeah, title. me too. Jealous. Uh, who grew up in town in the 1960s puts this forth. There were, at one time, two weathered stone abstract gargoyle type objects that resembled toads or frogs located at the head of a trail. These creatures inspired the locals to give the place the name Toad Road. The gargoyles, or whatever they were, vanished in the early 1970s, I think. Dudery says he actually saw the grotesques. Oh, okay. Which could have been seen as toads uh, and that fit along the road. Okay, so it wasn't officially called Toad Road, but it sounds like it was a local nickname, which local is kind nickname. of close to as good. Exactly. Yeah. You just call it like, oh, you've you've been along Toad Road? Have you tried to find the gates? Yeah, yeah, exactly. To hell, I mean. Yeah, if you're asking around, saying Toad Road is going to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. Trout like in writing how road. there was a old man's elbow. I don't think that that was actually called that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. If mm -hmm. it's colloquially known that yeah. as that, then you're that's gonna, one of the names. It, it works has. just as well. Exactly. Everything was made up at some point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This is kind of weird. Okay. And it gets a little dark. Okay. I'm going to warn you. Mm -hmm. There was a movie made about old Toad Road. Mm. The name of that movie? Toad, Toad Road. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to joke about that, but it was real. That's exactly what the name is. <laughs> Uh, the seven gates are a metaphor, mm. according to director Joseph Banker, for drug abuse oh and boy. the descent from consciousness expansion to self-medication to self-destruction, each gate leading to more dangerous and destructive substances. And as, uh, as the characters travel through the gates, they get closer to entering Beelzebub's zip code, is what the article says, <laughs> oh, wow. which is great. I guess you can only find so many ways to say, like, hell, the devil's lair, right. the netherworld, Beelzebub things like this. Code. Beelzebub zip code. Yeah, old scratches pantry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Satanico's abuela's house. Yeah. Whatever. You start to run low. So... Here's here's some of the backstory of the movie. Okay. So this guy, Jason Banker, grew up in the area. He was aware of the legends, but he was also aware that like this is an urban legend about the gates to hell, but it doesn't really there's not really a story there. Mm -hmm. You can say, yeah, there are these seven gates if you go through them in the right order, you get to hell. But it's not like there's like a, an emotional yeah. pull or a reason or a story of someone who did it or aside from being mm -hmm. like you get to gate 5. Yeah. You're toast, Jocko. Right. But uh, so he wanted to make a movie about the urban legend. He also wanted to make a movie about uh, um, sort of like youth culture getting into like substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I read it is that he would very sort of candidly film parties, almost like documentary style of like college kids doing drugs and drinking and stuff like that. And then realize like, well, what is this footage? Mm -hmm. like, it yeah. doesn't say anything about people. So he started trying to craft a movie into it, started working the Toad Road stuff into it. Huh. And then he eventually had two characters that go to Toad Road. Yeah. Their whole thing is they want to experience the sort of like descent. I mean, it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. Yeah. 
here's something very, 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 very strange. The film's promotional blurb. Now, I think this movie came out in 2013, Mm -hmm. FYI. Here's the promotional blurb. Quote, a portrait of contemporary youth culture where the lines between reality and fiction are blurred with often frightening results. Okay. Now, I think that was originally in reference to the fact that um, he was like filming actual parties and stuff. Yeah. And then blending that with a horror movie. Right. Essentially. But also he was trying to say something real about the human condition yeah. mm-hmm. um, through like a metaphor about a scary story. Which works also. I mean, because, you know, if you think about like possession stories and things like that, people acting out because something dark yes. is overtaking them. Like it, it makes sense. Yes. And so the two main characters experiment a lot with drugs and drinking on Toad Road. Mm-hmm. The movie premieres mere weeks later. The uh, the lead actress dies of a drug overdose. Oh, God. And so the entire movie now is this very sort of like mm-hmm. odd. It is bits of real life. Yeah, right. It's kind of a weird artifact. The fiction. Well, like, so were the characters who were playing or were the people who were playing the main characters part of those party scenes where he was like filming people just like drinking and, and drugging or whatever? Like how? Or, I don't want to say exactly totally one way or the other. Yeah. I've not seen the movie. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure, but I did see written in some of these articles from the York Daily Record mm-hmm. that like he he got locals from the area. These people right. were not like, you know, professional performers or anything so like that. So for even the main characters, that was the case? Yes. Okay, so it was a local person who yes. may have been Okay, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so like it really sort of like it it almost is its own odd sort of like legend. Yeah, totally. To spring out of like Toad Road. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Um, That's crazy. It's very, yeah, it's bonkers. It's sad. Yeah. No, that I'm, is sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to present that as anything that's like to be gawked at. It's no, just sort no. It's like a fascinating. No, it's interesting that it was about revelation. kind of being consumed, but just in a, you know, a metaphorical way, but yes. also kind of actual. It's art and imitating that, life, yeah. which then imitates art. Right. Um, and then the last thing that I have for you here is from Atlas Obscura, mm-hmm. where they talk about the seven gates of hell. Atlas Obscura is a website that's all about sort of like pointing out places that you can really visit, mm-hmm. uh, that are either weird or interesting or whatever. Yeah. So they describe essentially the same story that I've told you every place, by the way, outside of that big book of Pennsylvania ghost stories, they all tell the story the same way with almost the exact same language huh. all the time. So when that happens, I always wonder what the first source is and whether that's legit or yes, not. Depends. Exactly. Yeah. That happened with, um, the man from Torrid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So like, where's only... everyone getting this from? Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, the the Atlas Obscure article is a recap of everything else, except for this little teeny tiny thing at the very end, written by somebody who lives in the area. Oh. And they have this to say. Mm-hmm. This is their real experience with Toad Road and the Seven Gates of Hell. I live five minutes from here. Because of people trespassing on the property, the owners have taken down the gates. There are no gates at all. I have well, been not visible. True, they're invisible. Mm-hmm. They're invisible. Remember, you have to wander around That's right. for who knows how long until you find all seven That's right. gates. Maybe they've compensated with additional invisible gates. Yes. You'll know you've done it right when you end up in hell. When you can't see anything. Eternal blackness. You'll know you've done it when you can never come back. <laughs> yeah. Just keep trying. Uh, don't do that. No. <laughs> I have been ghost hunting for many years. I have noticed that when you drive past the cornfield close to where the gates once were and you roll down your windows, stop on the side of the road. Be patient. And even though 
It is a hot day. <laughs> They're assuming what time of year you're going. Even though when you do this, it's a hot day. Are they telling you not to drink from the pond and bring this all full circle? Don't drink from the yeah, pond. Even if it's a hot day. Take it from me. Yeah. I was a thirsty boy. Otherwise, you're going to need to get a witch or a warlock. Boy, did I regret that. Yeah. All right. Uh, when you go to the beach, don't put a bunch of sand in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. What do we have to be warned about? Take this one for me. Be patient. And even though it is a hot day and no wind is blowing, you will feel a cool wind blowing right through your car. Ooh. Now that okay. greatly reduces it from you will find your way into hell. Yes. To there will be a soft breeze. Right. But that does, that's like, that's also the so kind cool. of thing that like is constantly, I feel like every small town yes. somewhere tucked away has some weird legend about a road where like, yeah. The car will roll or the wind will blow or yeah. you'll hear this thing happen. Like there are all these like subtle on the edge of your mm-hmm. perception kind of things. And so totally. I don't know. This this I thought was almost more funny because it doesn't build off of the previous legends at all. No. But it's almost just like, well, the gates are gone. Yeah. But we're so but guess dedicated. What? There's this. We're so dedicated to making sure that Toad Road is spooky. Here's a new thing. Yeah. Right? It has to be spooky. There yeah, has totally. to be something in those woods. Right. Absolutely. Or maybe there just is something so spooky about it, like visually or something that it lends well maybe. to different kinds of legends like this. Maybe. It's like a rebirth. Or There's it's like, real. It's like a reincarnation of a scary story. Yes. The old one doesn't hold up under scrutiny anymore. Yeah. So let's birth a new one. Exactly. A yeah. wind is going to blow through your car. Exactly. It's very, very interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. I know. Um, I love the evolution of how those things happen. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Awesome. Um, but there you go. The seven gates of hell awesome. in Hellum, Pennsylvania, <laughs> because of all that stinky sulfur. That's right. Remember when people would settle on a town and then they would smell something stinking and be like, yeah, we should stay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just name it after the stink. Right. We'll just honor the stink, emphasize it. Right. Really kind of underline it yeah. by naming the town after it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think Those when we were, were do you think when we were like marching across the, um, the, the this continent trying to get to the West Coast Manifest Destiny. Uh-huh. They called it Kristen. Mm-hmm. Do you think that every time that somebody stopped somewhere and was like, this will be Chicago, they were really being like, I don't want to keep going. Yeah, maybe. You guys like, keep gonna... trying to get to the Pacific. This one's actually perfect for me. This one right here. You I'm actually going to stay right here. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna found, I don't know, yeah. Punxsutawney yeah. or something. <laughs> I think this place is my kind of place. This yeah. is it. You know, That would be me. I definitely would have chosen somewhere Five minutes after I'm trekking across. A thousand percent. Like, this is good. Yeah, exactly. We I'm all good here. We all leave from, like, Philadelphia. Yeah. And I get, like, I don't know, a mile down the road. Right. Exactly. Like, you know what? Where we live is probably right about as far as I would go. This is, I'm going to call this West Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> this is my manifest destiny. Absolutely. Look, Will Smith did. It worked for him, didn't exactly. it? Exactly. Someday this Bo- will be the birthplace of royalty. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. I shall build a playground. Claim on that playground, damn it! You went faster than me. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Guide to the Unknown and Journeying to Hell with us. I call it B-ball, and it will be a game of royalty. <laughs> a fresher sort of royalty. <laughs> Not those stodgy old monarchs across no, the pond. Absolutely. Something fresher. Yeah, he's not naming anything after smells. It's no. nice and fresh where he is. That's exactly right. Why do you want to live? Yeah. Yo, home. Smell you later. Yeah. Not interested. Exactly. I'm going to be the fresh prince. Mm-hmm. You name your town after stinks all you want. I'm happy here in West Philadelphia at my playground and my b-ball court. You're welcome to Stinksburg. <laughs>
Well, there you have it. There you have it. So until next time, you can follow at GTTU pod on all social media. You can go to patreon.com slash GTTU pod. If you would like to donate to the show, kind of a tip thanking us for putting these out every week. You can join our secret Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash group slash GTTU pod and hang out with a bunch of really awesome people sharing stuff all the time. And you can follow Will and I personally online. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at The Myth Traveler. That's right. Okay. (laughs) I thought there was more. I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, We will be back soon. Mm -hmm. As you listen to this, the day that this episode drops, definitely check in with AdGTTUPod and our online stuff. Chris and I might be streaming uh, the new Blair Witch game. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, if you're not listening to this, it drops. Well, they could see the video on YouTube or something, like after the fact, probably, right? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, we'll see you guys next week when we're back to tell you more scary stories that we have accrued. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Bye.